five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about business to business and direct mail today. So before we do, let's check in with Mrs. Claus, who's sitting before a nice fire. And in comes a puppy that Santa forgot to put in his Mercedes sleigh. Not again. And here's oh, no. Santa with his team of Mercedes horses, or uh, reindeer. The little girl was hoping for a, a puppy. For the gifts you won't forget, happy holidays from Mercedes-Benz. Okay, so that was cute, and I like, you know, I was like when they fit him into 30 seconds, that's my favorite, all right, you knew that, right? Okay, so let's get over to, now this is, oops, I'm on the wrong page here. If you knew all the pages I was playing with, you wouldn't believe it. Anyway, Ray Schultz points out that Black Friday sales were flat, and Sunday is the new Friday. Now, they weren't that flat, (coughs) and... You know, I don't always go 100% with my old friend Ray, but this is a kind of a mysterious article. It says, e-commerce brands sent 50% more emails during Black Friday weekend year over year. And I thought to myself, hmm, I didn't see that many more. I don't know. And uh, at least those working with active campaign. And the big question mark on this article is, Well, what percent is that? Probably 1% or something. And it seems as though mm, Black Friday sales grew, sales grew by only 3%, while completed order revenue, revenue, decreased by 7%. A lot of times revenue means gross margin. I don't know what it means here. Revenue can mean a lot of things. Net profit. Uh, it can also mean revenue per order. Is that average order or is that margin? Not sure. But in contrast, Sunday, the total recovered orders. What the heck is that? I've never seen that in an accounting report. Recovered orders, and it might be something, compared to recovered order total revenue increased by 171%. And then and then Ray says uh then Ray qu- quotes Jason Vanderboom, who I'll reach out to of course, founder and CEO of Active Campaign, which I've never heard of until this moment. Uh and uh competition is higher than ever this year was is higher than ever this year when it comes to fighting for customer cons, consumer loyalty. And I'm not sure, you know, isn't loyalty something that's given that you don't necessarily fight for? If you're fighting for it, you know, it's a quid pro quo, whereas loyalty is much more of a devotion. I'm loyal to the king, whether he's a schmuck or not. (laughs) Right? Isn't that true? The king is dead. Long live the king. Okay, and we all kneel down. Not that I ever have, but that's what you see on the movies. Okay, so I'm not sure about the value of this article, even in terms of an overall trend anyway but i wanted to put it in there just to show you how reporting can make something very meaningless depending on what is meant and what is said our company second guessing branded swag as gifts now i 
can look around and I can probably find more than a few imprinted items. This is from Eline. Uline. Uline. Eline is the was the founder of Paps Brewery. That's one. I can see a, a creative mug from Carol Worthington Levy. Oops, it's on this side. I've got a mug. I like mugs a lot because there's a utility to them. I've got a direct mail 2.0 mug here in my hand. I was gonna grab a. Uh, I was gonna grab an Epsilon black notebook that they gave me because it was black on black the epsilon was embossed it's very classy i think i had it for a year before i realized i or remembered that i got it from epsilon <laughs> which is one of the downsides of that but anyway there's uh a lot of swag in the world and some of it goes to landfills about one third of of respondents said of more than a thousand respondents said they keep their company's brand now this is their company you know i'm not too familiar i've never i have a few miglash marketing items i have to admit there's some golf balls down here i could grab i've never done any wdma i'm not going to go over and grab it because it'll take me a little bit but there's a few golf balls uh, in my putting surface down there um but but is it uh, one third people say one third uh keep the stuff and wear it publicly another third say they only wear it in private like i I get t-shirts and a lot of times they make very nice sleepwear. <laughs> Oracles. Oracle gave me a whole bunch of them, like five or six, and they're very silky and they're very nice. I'll have to look up <laughs> I'll have to look up who at Oracle gave them to me. They're getting a little thin. <laughs> you know, but I'm giving Oracle a plug today because they gave me t-shirts, right? <laughs> and uh, so I wear them a lot and uh, a third said they wear it privately, like the pajamas. A third say they throw them away or give them away, about split in half. Okay. Um, but, you know, having it be something of value, I think, is important. I think that's that's a uh, that's a way to get it used and to get, I mean, the point is, is that you get the, the recipient to think fondly of you in some way, to fight for that loyalty. <laughs> quid pro quo and uh so this is an interesting article full of thoughts um leo friedman from ipromo said that during covid the whole gifting industry blew up there's another you know if you said john your car blew up that wouldn't sound like good news i'm not sure if this is good or bad news no idea what this means this is a throwaway line and uh there's also been a huge swing tied toward gifts being eco-friendly and meaningful. You know, really the test for me isn't so much that. If it if it's not meaningful and it's you know, if it's not useful, then it's not going to have a whole lot of life, right? But um anyway, there's a lot of suggestions in here and and in the gifting industry we always would say, well, more expensive is always better. You know, you might want to give a more expensive item. But the truth is that Inexpensive items can work really well. I told you the story of the imprinted Band-Aid that we send out to thousands and thousands of uh, of our customers. And that was a big hit, actually. Imprinted Band-Aid, our little logo on it. It wasn't the kind of thing we were going to fill a landfill with, but it did get attention. Okay, now here's where we're going to switch gears. The Milwaukee Bucks. So here's a Wisconsin 
we'll call it a Wisconsin company. They needed to find a new sponsor. Uh, Harley Davidson dumped them, and they and for like a million dollars or something. And they needed to find another million dollar sponsor for the logo on their uniform, which tells you what that costs, what's that worth. You see those when you watch it on the on the highlights. And uh, direct mail. Look at this. You know, and I have a I have one of those alerts whenever the word direct mail is used in a story. That's how I found it. But I couldn't find the author. But anyway, so uh, and and a computer reads the article. If you want to listen to the article, it's just a computer's voice. Okay. But what happened was they wanted to convince CMOs. They want to reach out to CMOs. There were 24 CMOs that they wanted to reach out to. I'm not sure why they picked those 24. Could have been more than that, but they they were they were Lowe's and uh, they were Motorola and uh, uh, I don't recognize them all. I have to admit. But what they did, they decided to leverage the global appeal of their star forward, Giannis Atenakempo. They created two dozen global brand chief marketing, or they, they created a list of two dozen, only 24, uh, chief marketing officers. Okay. And my goodness, they got a 20% order rate on this on this campaign you know i'm sure they got 100% open rate but they ended up with uh motorola coming through as a big sponsor and then a couple of more four more that's 5 out of 24 also signed up for something so milwaukee is a small market uh team from a three tier city that's not very in the original article incidentally Milwaukee was only a second-tier city, <laughs> but the the drum here decided, author unknown, <laughs> the drum decided to knock us down a peg, even though we won the national championship, not last year, but the year before, uh, and uh, they wanted to showcase the global footprint of the Milwaukee Bucks. They were having, uh, here they said it again, Milwaukee is considered a third-tier team. I don't think they're considered a third-tier team since they, you know, went pretty pretty well in the playoffs. And uh, and they, I think they won, I don't know if they won the division, but they won the whole thing, the whole banana two years ago, a year and a half ago. And so, come on, hey, give me a break. The drum doesn't like Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to tag them. Okay, so they wanted to help these CMOs understand the size of the Bucks' global footprint. And I searched and searched to find corroborating uh, information about this campaign, and I finally found some on that search. Bucks' global footprint, Milwaukee Bucks. So they sent one. Why don't you send a pair of <laughs> Giannis size 16 Freak Ones, which is Nike's design of Giannis's shoe but they sent them to an a, a renowned and this almost is too hard to say renowned <laughs> a renowned sneaker artist Noel or Noel Alvarado who specializes in sn <laughs> sneaker art 
Now, this is a direct mail campaign. This is a lot of trouble that they went to. Okay, and uh, the team packaged each one-of-a-kind branded shoe in a custom wooden box with laser-engraved top. Inside, a series of sliding trays revealed first an introduction to each CMO, then a small video screen set into a miniature hardwood court, like basketball court, played a Bucks video customized with the CMO brand, like they mocked it up. Finally, a bottom drawer revealed the branded Freak One and Bucks jersey embroidered with a brand patch. I wonder what the cost per piece was. <laughs> That's what I always wonder. <laughs> but anyway, the, C- the team signed a New Jersey patch multi-year, multi-million dollar sponsorship deal with Motorola. Okay. So the effort achieved its original objective. The sales pitch was so effective that it also led to the signing of four other meaningful brand sponsorships, totaling nearly an additional $1 million yearly for the bucks. So here's where you get got to get a perspective on cost per piece. So let's say they, they spent, you know, who knows what those shoes are, shoes cost them. And if they, you know, they only needed 12 pair to start the art project, right? Because they were only going to send 24 out. So, you know, maybe they're 500 bucks a pair. I don't know. And uh, so that's, that's still six grand in shoes. Okay. So that's, that's uh, $300 per, per piece so far, I think. Six grand divided into 24. Uh, four, 400 grand, four hundred dollars per piece, uh, and then plus all the engraving and all the rest of it. Uh, plus you got to pay the artist. So let's say they spent a hundred thousand dollars on this. I'm just ballparking it. Probably it's closer to fifty. Okay, so that's two 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 thousand dollars per piece, more or less. But they generated multi million dollars per year. That's what you call return on investment. So when you come up with a crazy idea and your CFO says, well, what's the cost per piece? I remember when Lovesack started sending out this magnetic, this nice box of magnets that were there. They looked like little pieces of furniture and you could lay out your furniture and see what the square footage was and see how it would fit into your living room and how you would arrange the pieces. And I think they were 40 bucks a piece each box. And I thought, geez, that's not going to get a return on investment. Sure enough, it worked really well. And so here's here's actually the pictures. I found this other article, which was probably the original entry uh, information, because it, it, it won the Drums Direct Mail Award for 2022. Okay, so here is the Levi's. So it looks like, this is great, look at this. Looks like a leather patch and looks like denim, a denim uh shoe i don't know how this guy did this this is really fantastic right here see it's a second tier milwaukee was a, a second tier but the drum bumped him down two two times into the third tier and here's the box that came with a milwaukee bucks logo on the top and probably this is the video um window and then there's another video from the milwaukee bucks and then here you pull out this tab and you and here is so there's probably a video here and then you pull this tab open 
and then that opens this flap and runs another video my guess or it runs in here and then underneath that there's this tab and then when you when you pull that out and open it there's a bucks jersey with the logo on it and uh that one says levi's right there embroidered into the real jersey genuine and then here's the jersey here's the levi's shoe uh inside the box now one of the things I got to say, because you don't get an idea of scale. Nobody took a picture of any of these shoes with scale. Um, but this is like word for word what the drum lifted. Uh, the, the interesting thing is I w once went to a Bucks game. I, was, I was, went with a, a group of four of us, and we had two tickets on the floor. And by on the floor, nowadays they don't even hardly do this. But what I mean on the floor, I mean I could stretch my sh my foot out, not far, not stand up. In my chair, I could reach my foot out and be on the court. Not even on the line. I mean in the court while they were playing. And I think I was at the under the basket, on the court. And I want to tell you something. I mean... If you want an experience, if you really want an athletic experience that you will never forget, you go get a courtside seat. I don't know what they cost. And, you, you know, I don't think you can get them. You can't get them where I sat. I, I know you can't because they're all backed up because people are always getting. Remember how you always see pictures of these players flying over the people in the seats right by the court. But anyway, but I got one of those seats and I... I'll tell you what, I don't remember who was playing. I don't remember the names of the Bucks that I saw. What I remember with stunning clarity, I remember the shoes. And I can't do this without making it. Not this big. That big the shoes were. The shoes. The feet. The guy's feet were two foot long. Like something. It was, I'd never seen... I'd never seen shoes that big, ever. It was shocking. So when this thing arrived, it was going to be spectacular. Those shoes are so big, you know, you'll never see them like that in the real world. And I'll tell you something, just a, another side note is that when at halftime we switched and we, I went, you know, then we had to sit in the second row. And you think, well, the second row, that's really, it's not the same. It's so different. I couldn't even express how different it was being in the second row, just second row, versus being in the chair on the court. Scary. But anyway, this is Jeep, and look, it's got some mud on the front, and says Jeep on it. I don't know all of these, but there's, I don't know, this one I think is Motorola. Look at that fade from green. That's really awesome. I can't see what this one is. I don't see the logo anywhere. But, you know, if you were the CMO, I'm sure you'd know. And it looks like it's on the back. Uh, here's Lowe's with a little camo on the back. This looks like an Angry Birds. I didn't know that was a brand. I mean, I guess it is. And this one, I don't remember what that logo is. Um, looks nice. <laughs> I'm not up with logos. There's a whole bunch of them here. Anyway, so thank you for watching the if you want to see the pictures and you want to see the author and such, it's right here down below. Um, that was Chloe Gordon, who actually wrote the article that the drum took. So we'll reach out to Chloe. Thank you for that. That was a really excellent.
thing. Remember, you can do things in mail that you just can't do. You just can't do anywhere else. So have a great day. Like and share. Share. Don't like. Everybody's sloppy. Hits the like. Hit the share button. Merry Christmas. And your friends will know you're smart.